0: Would you say that it's a reasonably fair assumption that if Americans are having less sex generally, Canadians probably are doing the same thing? Maybe no. It's colder up here, and sex might be just what happens when we snuggle to keep warm. I'm just saying. Let me be serious for a moment. There's a woman who's written the book. Her name is Jean Twenge. She's on the line with me. and The book is called iGen, Why Today's Super Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood. That's a scary title, Gene Twangy.
1: <laughs> uh, yes, although there's some good in there too. Uh, like any generation, um, iGen has its strengths and its weaknesses.
0: iGen is an interesting word. I have not heard it before. Why don't you define?
1: So iGen is those born 1995 and later, and iGen comes from iPhones and iPads because they're the first generation to spend their entire adolescence with smartphones.
0: So that's not like Gen Z, is it?
1: It is the same as Gen Z. So Gen Z is an alternative label for the same group. But Gen Z is predicated on millennials, those born in the previous generation being called Gen Y. And that label has really fallen out of favor. So I, I just don't think Gen Z is going to stick.
0: Well, you know what? You're probably right because we've had, you know, it's gone from uh, Gen Y, Gen X, uh, Gen Z now, and then we go back to baby boomers who weren't a gen, but there were a lot of them, or I might say us. Um, kids these days are so preoccupied, and I guess the i, the iPhone and the iPad and all of those devices that they were born with, they didn't come along like they did for me or I s- uh, suspect for you. They just were there. And so they were assumed, they were taken in hand at the age of probably two or three, and they've been living them ever since. But who would have thought that kids would be so preoccupied that they'd be less interested in other things, one of them being um, pleasures of the flesh?
1: Yeah, and those those same trends that um, show up in that survey of adults also appear among teenagers that um, high school students are now less likely to be having sex. So, it's, so this shows up in a couple places, and there's probably lots of different explanations. Technology is only one, but certainly if you're spending a lot less time hanging out with your friends because you're on the phone all the time, communicating with that way, well, you might sext more, but you may have less actual physical sex.
0: Well, one of the things that popped into my head when I took a look at your material is I thought, well, older people forming the largest cohort these days uh, older people have sex less often maybe it's just something as simple as averaging the whole issue down is that possible
1: uh, well, I'm not sure what you mean by averaging it down because the trends show up even if you look at people of the same age if you look at teens in different years and then young adults in different years, that's where you see the, the biggest pattern. So it's its not, you can't explain it away by say the whole population is aging, because what these studies do is look at people, say, ages 14 to 18, and then 18 to 30, and that's where you see the decline.
0: So you break out people who are, let's say, 18 to 24, I'll just pick a standard demographic break, and you say, Sex at 18 to 24, um, 20 years ago, was roughly at this level. I imagine it was studied then. Today it's at this level, and this level today is less than that level 20 years ago. Is that correct?
1: That's right. So you compare those age cohorts um, during different decades. So what you're basically doing there is comparing different generations at the same age, and that really is nice. It's a snapshot um, of what each generation was like when they were young.
0: Well, whatever happened to sex, Gene? I mean, I, th- I always thought sex was pretty cool. I'm not anything near 24, uh, and, and I'm not trying to get into a prurient conversation, but uh, that was one of the things I thought of most back in those days. And these days, it sounds like I'd rather be on social media. One doesn't hold a candle to the other.
1: That uh, may be, in some ways, the viewpoint of the uh, older generation, which is, is kind of shocking. You know, you think just from a biological point of view, this should be a universal. But, you know, there's, there's a bunch of things going on. So with the teens, a lot of it is that they're just taking longer to grow up, and that has a lot of advantages. It's really good that we don't have as many 14-year-olds who are having sex anymore. But you know, as you start to think about young adulthood, then, you know, it's more of a draw whether this is such a good thing. Um. And I think there, there's just lots of different factors. So one of them is people are getting married a lot later. And even though there's this stereotype of thinking married people as, oh, you know, they, they, they uh, you know, might have a lot of fun on their honeymoon, but then after that, forget it. It's really, really not true. That's really a mess. Um, pretty much every survey that's ever been done, married people have more sex than unmarried people. And as young adults put off getting married, that may be one of the reasons why sex is declining.
0: Well, one of the things we talk a lot about here on Talk Radio and I think generally in society is the fact that our younger kids, I shouldn't say younger as in uh, toddlers. I'm talking about teenage kids and even beyond teenage are staying home longer. Uh, It has to do with money. It has to do with where you want to live. It has to do with the fact that somebody makes your meals and maybe even makes your bed. So there you are at home at 20, 25, sometimes 30 and longer. And if you're at home, Having sex is just not quite as easy as if you have an apartment downtown.
1: Exactly. It's a lot harder to bring sex partners home if you're living with mom and dad. That's just reality. And I think that is certainly part of it, um, it when you have people who are living at home for longer. And you're right, there's a lot of advantages to that arrangement. But one of the downsides is you're not going to have as active a sex life more than likely.
0: Oh, my God, I don't know if I can stand it. Pardon me. It was just a, an aside that goes back to my my misspent youth. But seriously, um, young men, and, and this is a surprise to me, probably the biggest surprise, young men are the biggest drivers of this. Um, when I was a young man, it was one of the things that, that really drove me. And I think it's true of all of my friends back in the day. Young men these days are the ones who are driving the trend away from sex how do we explain that?
1: I think there's a number of things going on. So one is, at least in the U.S. statistics, um, young adult men are less likely to be employed now compared to previous decades. So and it's not due to the recession, although that, you know, that certainly had an effect. But that employment rate for young men is really not bounced back. Um, it started to decline around 2000. And just kind of kept going um, and inched up a little bit as the economy improved here, but hasn't, just hasn't come back. So there's fewer young men with jobs, and that can clearly you know, have an effect on your sex life when you're a young man. It's like, oh, what do you do for a living? I don't know, I, nothing, and I live in mom and dad's basement. Not attractive to a lot of women. Um, and then you've also got the temptation of there's so many other ways to spend your leisure time now. So it's not just the phone, it's also gaming, that there's so many video games and so much on Netflix and so many other things to do at 10 o'clock at night to amuse yourself, and a lot of people, men and women, have been drawn to that.
0: So we have this labor labor force participation deficit, I guess you'd call it, amongst young men particularly, but I guess to some extent young women, and you talk about video games, and I'm thinking video games, sex, sex, sex video games. The two of them don't have much to do with each other. Why are people not engaging in a little bit of both?
1: They certainly can, but it appears that they're not. Um, and it, it may just be that it's easier to watch Netflix, um, including maybe some pornography, um, not on Netflix, but wherever else they get it, and play games than it is to try to go find sexual partners. That's a lot harder than just opening up the gaming console or finding some pornography online.
0: Are you picking up any trending that moves us away from this or does this seem to be static?
1: I think it's, it's, it's hard to say. Um, the, it's interesting that the trend has kept going. Like if it was just due to the recession, you'd think that it would start trending in the other direction as soon as the economy improved, you know, around 2011 or 2012, but that's not what it's done. It just keeps going in the same direction. Um, and we'll see I mean, it, it, I think it depends on the cause if it's, if it's mostly around employment and employment starts to come back among young men, maybe we will see a reversal. But if it's these things around technology, and if the rate of you know the number of hours a day people spend on gaming and uh, Netflix and so on stays so high, then it may not come down.
0: Well, it's interesting. I've mentioned a couple of times my own youth, and I, I'm not going to turn this into a me versus they, but uh, when I was uh, of that age. In your 20s, you tended to get married. Um, if if not by the end of your 20s, then in your early 30s, you tended to buy a house because you could. Um, and then you, of course, tended to have a family because you had the house and you had the income. And so sex was a natural part of it. I guess all of that's changed just because of the financial changes in our society.
1: Yeah, that is another another piece of it. You know, so you've been mentioning employment, but there's, there's also the argument some people have made about um, you know, housing, outpacing, the rate of inflation, and just that the basics are more expensive now. And I think that's more for an economist to make that case. But um, you know, at least here in the U.S., I think it's, it's pretty clear. You, know, you used to be able to support a family, even if you didn't have a university education. And now that's much more of a tall order.
0: Well, Jean Twenge, come on up to Toronto sometime and check out house prices. Yes. I think uh, a starter house is about a mil.
1: Well, I'm in Southern California, so uh, I'm right there with you.
0: Thank you so much. Gene Twenge, a pleasure to have you with us tonight. Uh, the author of iGen, Why Today's Super Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerant, Less Happy, and Completely Unprepared for Adulthood. I'm Peter Sherman, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.